I'm Catherine Smart. And I'm Rochelle Bingham. And this is Reality Mums, your go-to podcast for reality TV, pop culture, mum life, and all things in between. Welcome back to the first episode of Reality Mums 2024. It is week 57 of school holidays and we are feeling <laughs> every bit of it and had no intention of coming back for what is really our second season of Reality Mums until after the kids went back to school. But we have decided that in the circumstances with the real housewives of Salt Lake City, we could not let this go. And we needed to jump on and do an emergency pod recording. So over to you, Rochelle. I know you've got thoughts. Oh, my God. I've got receipts, proof, timelines, screenshots, everything. (laughs) What a moment that was. (laughs) It was wild. It is like it will go down as one of the biggest things in housewife history. I can't even speak after the break. I don't know what's happening. Um. (laughs) I was shocked. I like there'd been rumors around what was happening. I really admired that all the women had kept this close to their chest. I feel like if it had been Beverly Hills or a different franchise, someone would have leaked something yeah. more concrete than what had been leaked. We'd heard yeah. rumors that Monica was reality Bontees, but we didn't know. So no. it was wild. It was so good. That and last. to think of it, look, we had Lisa on the pod, Lisa Barlow, early on in the yeah. season, and we were talking about that ring, the sixty thousand yeah. dollar ring that she lost, and Monica's reaction to it, and yeah. she had every opportunity there to really drill down and go deep in terms of her thoughts on Monica and that. Not, not a peep. It's so rare in reality TV land for something to be kept so secret for so long. Yes, and they kept just teasing that one phone call that Heather got. Yeah. But they didn't tease any further, and I love that. So it's credit to the producers, credit to all of the um, ladies that are on there because it was good. The reunion is good. They haven't actually addressed that part yet. So this week they've spent the time talking about Monica's mum. That is a toxic relationship. That mum is wild. We talked about that a few times and how uncomfortable it was to watch. And it's really difficult because you can kind of understand where Monica's coming from in the way that she reacts because look at the mother figure that she's had that has raised her. But I love the shade that Andy is throwing to the mother, basically rolling his eyes at her attempts to become her own unofficial housewife. Like who does she think she is? This is not grandmother's... Um, you know, not real housewives, real grandmothers. Like it's not. Oh, some of them are grandmothers. You've got Tamara and Vicky And some of them are probably Monica's mum's age. She's not that old. But the thing Don't is. Don't think she's just delusional? Like she's just delusional about her position and what she brings and what she represents and that she fits in the cast. She's got. And yeah. if she'd have wanted to go on the show, she should have done that herself, not tried to get in over her daughter once her daughter was on there or tried to write on the daughter's coattails, which is what she's doing, tweeting about the show, trying to make a storyline bigger than it is. Uh, yeah. I don't know. The mum is wild to me. I can't. If it was my daughter and or son, I'd be happy for their, their success. Yeah. yeah. 
And be happy to stand what it would have been like last night watching the reunion episode when Andy was really sort of digging into her. She would have been screaming at the TV. I would have loved to be a fly on the wall watching that. Yes. And next week we get to hear about Heather's The Black Eye. Yeah. So it finally comes out. What we all knew all along that it was Jen Shah that gave her The Black Eye. So we're going to find out if it was scissor kicks in the bedroom or what was going on. We'll finally know. Don't you think it's interesting how this is all played out? Like we're so riled up and everyone's so riled up and angry at Monica for what she's done and the deception in that she has not been truthful with the women about what she's done to them in in her past. Heather's just randomly come out and said, oh, yeah, by the way, Jen gave me the black eye. She literally went on a book tour, didn't say anything about it. She sat at last year's reunion, didn't say anything about it. She was flat out lying to us for the best part of 12 months. And it's kind of getting swept under the rug because the Monica situation has taken over instead. Yes, and I think we're over it. We all we all knew what was happening. There was so much speculation about what was happening, and I feel like maybe Heather had that as her thing that she was going to release as her storyline, this big thing this season. Yeah. But then when the reality of Auntie stuff come up, it's sort of no one really cares because we all kind of knew it anyway. So I feel like she's she's dragged it out too long. It's like the Kardashians with the baby names. Yeah. If you drag it out too long, people lose interest. They you need care. to. Yeah. So if she'd have done it this time last year at the reunion, it would have been like, <gasps> you know, but now we don't really care. So no. it's it's a really good season. The whole season has delivered. And mm. then to have this at the end in that last, like that scene on the beach oh. with Meredith and her scarf for yeah. Pashmina. <laughs> it was so good. And it was really sort of edge of your seat TV which again is so rare for reality TV. We watch it because it's a bit mind-numbing, it's a bit predictable. It's, you know, it's it's not something where you're sort of anxiously waiting to hear something because it's all no. been exposed before. So they've done a brilliant job. What they have not done a good job of is the set that they're sitting on. They're sitting in a shipwreck. I had, like, I've seen comparisons to the Real Housewives of OC scenery so from their reunion which was this beautiful big screen that showed the ocean behind them oh gee it looked good like from a production perspective that was like I think one of the best reunion sets I'd ever seen and then you come along with Salt Lake City who arguably has had the best season of any of the housewives in a very long time and they've got them sitting there in a shipwreck and I think Lisa Barlow came out during the week and said I didn't wear Tom Ford to be sitting in a shipwreck. <laughs> she was disappointed and with it. It's kind of like I get that the last couple of episodes were in the Bahamas, so the beachy scene, but it's not what you think of when you think of Salt Lake. No. no. You think of the snow, you think of, I don't know, it's not what comes to mind. OC, the beach and all that sort of stuff, fine. That was amazing. Yeah. yeah. So I think what I've learned from this, though, is we like our leaks and we like the trailers and all that sort of stuff. The 10 minute trailers or whatever they are, you know how they're doing these extended trailers mm-hmm. of the, the show? minutes I think or something. Yeah. I they think it's long. too long. I'd rather have a little bit more mystery leading into something than have everything almost exposed. Like even with Vanderpump rules, it's coming. I'm excited to watch, but we've seen a lot of what's happening. We've yeah. seen 
some of the bigger scenes. We know Jax is going to make an appearance. Why not just leave that yeah. and let us? Because they never used to have these big trailers, like movie length. Like the appetite for reality TV right now is just through the roof. And with the writer's strike, I mean, the writer's strike is over now, but that has put TV shows and film productions behind 12, 18 months. So shows like Emily in Paris, Bridgerton, Sex and the City, like and just like that, they've all been pushed to 2025. So yes. this appetite for more and more reality, which can be pumped out so quickly, I think we're going to see more of those longer trailers. You know, they're doing anything they can to appease the viewer's appetite. You know, they, they're, they're trying to meet the demand. But I just love that Salt Lake has shaken everything up. It's, yes, it's sort like of rewritten this. things. Like we had um, with Vanderpump Rules last year, we had Scandable, which was an yeah. event. Yeah. And while this was an event, I think the way that the season was produced and the way that it was released and put together, it was perfect. It was cinematic. Like there's all these memes going around online about, you know, that scene on the beach about how cinematic it was. And, you know, it was, yeah, it was so impressive. They're rewriting how reality TV should be. And even the scene at the table. Mm. When they're all there talking to her and... Lisa yep. stands up, productions come to come in just in case someone gets physical. It's yep. good. And it was different. It wasn't the affair. It wasn't the husband breakup. It's literally like a fan yeah. that has been running these troll accounts. It's strange that she has so many different names anyway. Yep. Then she's got also the drama with Heather with the Beauty Lab stuff. So there was a lot of speculation about that. So there's little dramas within the drama. Yeah. And... It's just, yeah, I like it because it's not like where a family is necessarily affected. Obviously the rumours and things have been and the nastiness have been like <laughs> have spoken about people's husbands and families, but it's not like Scandival where people no. were breaking up and heartbroken. And yeah. I don't think in Monica's defence, she obviously hasn't worked alone. No, no. They're treating so her like she like- has. Yes. She's definitely and, done it with friends. Yes, and I feel like that she might have been involved more from the Jen Shah perspective because she was working with Jen, so maybe there was a little bit more behind that and maybe the other people have gone after the other ladies. I, I don't know. We'll hear ne- more next week. I want to know, they- like, just, like, I don't know that we'll ever know this, but at what point did she decide I'm going to involve myself with Jen Shah because I want to be a housewife. You know, at, like mm-hmm. everything seemed so calculated and this was brought up on the couch. Like every step along the way was about getting to that point of being a housewife yourself. And she didn't really fit the mold of housewife. She didn't have the big, beautiful house. She wasn't married. She had her own dramas I mean, she obviously was able to convince production and her involvement with Jen Shah was was her ticket in. Yes. Um, but I need to know, is she evil? You know what I mean? Is she yeah. the bad person? And I don't know whether I want her back next season because part of me is like she's done wrong by these other women, but it's like how do you not put her on there? She was brilliant. I, I don't want her mother back. <laughs> No, I, I don't want the mother back. At least for one season, let her redeem herself. 
but can they film with her? Will they? True. Um, it could become the Vanderpump situation yeah. where you've got Raquel who can't come back and people are refusing to film. And and everyone's moved on from that. Like everyone seems to be finding a way to exist or coexist yeah. together. This yeah. will happen with Monica, but how much damage has she done to these women? Yeah. Will they the forgive her? Yeah, and the fact that she worked for Jen Shah for free. That's what like gets me. Like she was, yeah, she wasn't doing like a PA role where she was working and doing admin. And she was basically running errands and then working for free. Yeah, and having four kids to look after. Like you've got to make a living. It just To me it seemed very calculated. I mean we all know when there's situations where if we do things it will help us progress to the next thing like you you know you're clever like that but for how long was she doing this like how strategic was it I need more information I need that third episode that Mary M Cosby is saying we need you know she made an appearance last night on the um, part two of the reunion and she's really pushing to hear Monica's side just on Mary yeah it's it's interesting the way she played out as well because we were singing her praises throughout the year. She was very funny, comedic relief, 100%. A little bit problematic with some of the things she was saying because she is very nasty in her comments and you watch what happens live. Yeah, she went too far a few times um, and she kind of fizzled out at the end. We didn't even really see her in those last few episodes and she's just come in now at the reunion and sided with Monica, which I find that all... Just interesting because mid-season we would have said Mary is the star. I like Mary and have always thought she was funny. And then when she did that appearance on Watch What Happens Live where there's a funny comedic relief and there's a funny like sort of picking on people thing that you can do and then there's really just being nasty and she kind of crosses that line a bit too much for me. So when she sort of said about the necklace and stuff, I thought that was funny. Yep. Then she went like a step further on Watch What Happens Live and it's like she's got no either no yeah. social awareness or she just doesn't care and I feel like I could do without her because now she's just like I can say what I want about anyone, no one can say anything about me. Yeah. And also I feel like I'm very much team Lisa and Mary and Lisa aren't friends and they don't get along so I'm like automatically I feel like I could do without her next season. I'm not interested. No. I'd rather Monica back. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Just for anyone that missed the Watch What Happens Live episode, Mary was pretty much body shaming Heather about the outfit that she had and whether or not it was available in her size from that designer. I think it was Gucci or something like that. Or Fendi or, yeah. Anyway, they did make it in that size. They actually came out and clarified it. So um, they backed her up um, and it just just felt nasty. No, there's funny things that you can say about people and people take it with a grain of salt. I think saying someone's inbred. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like some of the things she says are just a little bit too far and I'm one to joke about things and all that sort of stuff, but then you've Mm. got to make sure, A, you've got the right crowd and you're not going that bit too far. And body shaming I think is too far and the way she's just really nasty about it. It crossed the line to be nasty. even last night, she I think she crossed a line in calling uh, Whitney a racist. Yes. Not for anything specific, but because the Mormon religion is inherently racist in its nature. Mm. 
she was just kind of putting a whole, oh, you just give off a racist vibe argument. And I just thought that was so damaging to Whitney. And you could see Whitney was just mortified that she was being called a racist on the couch. And even Andy, I think at one point was sort of trying to clarify, has she actually said anything or done anything to you to make you think she's a racist? No. And the answer was no. So yeah, she's done I, nothing. And then if you're going to pick, if you're going to make that argument, then you need to make that argument about le- like anyone who's been involved in the Mormon church. And the other women came out and said, yes, it is inherently, there are undertones of racism in the church. Yeah. But Whitney is not part of the church. She's never said no. anything. So she's just clutching at straws. Whereas on Beverly Hills, mm-hmm. the current debate that's going on between Dorit and Garcelle, I'm... I feel like if something like that had happened, she could have maybe hung her hat yeah. on it, but nothing like that has happened. There's but I'm finding that there. incredibly tone deaf on behalf of Dorit. Mm. Like, I agree. She just, oh my goodness, get it. Just, she just doesn't get it. And if you don't get it, that's fine, but educate yourself. And in the meantime, stop backing yourself up. Apologise and say, I am so sorry. I did not know. Now I know I will not do it again in the future. But the way she's going about it, but it's very direct. She goes in circles. Goes around, yeah. Eventually you just stop listening because she's still talking. Yes. (laughs) So, yeah. But I'm loving Beverly Hills. Are you enjoying Beverly Hills? Um, not as much as I was. I'm at that point now where when I go to watch it, I'm like, what happened last week? Like I'm kind of losing that connection with it. Still loving Erica. I love that um, Denise Richards is still popping up. Like it's just that that I'm finding that really good. Yeah. But each week I'm really just keen for Salt Lake at the moment. I just yeah. want to see Salt Lake. I want to hear what's going on and that's what's keeping me going. Yeah, so I'm my front runners are Beverly Hills. I am the same in that I'm getting a little bit sick of the Kyle with her sister's drama. We have to yeah. do this every season. Yeah. Uh, Kyle is just come out and say what it is with Morgan. Like who at the table last week? There's like crickets. No one's saying anything. She's like, so would you date a girl? Why, why are you saying that if you know there's rumours around? Yeah. And you're denying those rumours. Yeah. Anyway, um, I am loving her set up. Yeah. Like she's Teddy. trying to, she's trying to set up her narrative for the season. Like it just, yeah, that's how it feels, and I think that's probably why I'm not enjoying it so much. It's not not as raw as we need. No, and they keep bringing Teddy, which you know my feelings on Teddy. <laughs> she keeps coming. I'm like, oh my god, stop trying to make Teddy happen. How is Andy <laughs> letting it happen, or is she just running in like a streaker from the background? Like she keeps up, fighting. She's on calls. Oh, um, what are your thoughts? It's not. It's not airing now. OC. The Trace Amigas have officially split. So Tamra, Shannon, and what's her name? Vicky. 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 Sorry, I've been up since three a.m. Speaking um, of races, <laughs> <laughs> they have split. So Shannon and Vicky against Tamara. Yes. It's on. So Shannon and Vicky seem like they're still doing the, a tour of some well, sort. I don't know that they are anymore. It's Things look nasty online, really nasty. And Tamara is very much with Teddy, which she has been anyway, but they're sort of, but they're definitely, yeah. I don't know what's happened. And they're commenting on people, each other's posts and 
I'm not sure. I'm interested to hear. Um, the other thing, the only other one, girls trips wrapped up, loved it, absolutely mm. loved this girls trip. I think it was my front runner, but that's a girls trip. Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. But it's got Sonia. Um, having Kelly back was good. Yeah, the way they kind of resolve things was good. The last one was all the drama around the tequila bottle, and I got bored of it. Oh, that At was the end, so boring. Yeah. Whereas this one, it kept me entertained. So I did love Girls Trip. And did you enjoy it before I move on? I did. I think it was just long enough. I started to become a little bit sick of it by the end. I want Kristen back on the Roni reboot. I think she still works as a a housewife on that franchise. I think it it makes sense. I think she would really, like, communicate really well with Erin. I think they're kind of of a similar style um, and I think it would give a little bit more gravitas to it because there yeah. are rumours that um, Jenna Lyons won't be returning. Yeah, They were doing extra casting for it, but Kristen's proven herself as far as I'm concerned. Bring her back. Give her back her apple. Yep. She lost her toenail. It was all happening for her, but it was good. <laughs> she came out about her husband's cheating allegations like she yep. sort of left nothing she was happy to address things I liked her I agree yeah so that was good and I'm also Southern Charm it's wrapped up they're doing their reunion mm-hmm. that has been a really good season it has it's it feels very raw especially with the content around Shep and um how yeah. he's feeling about his life he's being very honest the- finally Finally, yeah, but it might be a little bit too much too late or it's too little too late maybe um, because everyone's kind of like, yeah, whatever, we've heard this all before, um, especially Craig. I think he's had enough of Shep. I feel what like is- we called it um, in an earlier episode when we were talking about them, Taylor, talking about the Paige and Craig cheating allegations and mm-hmm. I was saying how, Austin and Shep come across as jealous because Craig was always sort of the underdog. Now Craig's got his life together. And I felt that, that there was an undertone of Shep was always the the guy, the star quarterback, the one with the money, the one with his life together. Mm. And really he's, he hasn't got his life together. And obviously he was drinking too much and now he's acknowledged it, whether he does something about it. We'll see. Yeah. But, um, Something that's just popped up this week, I've seen a few different TikToks and videos floating around about JT because JT is coming across very aggressive in these reunions with his commentary around Austin and he's, you know, wanting to hook up with Taylor and he's, you know, playing and the whole thing. Is that whole I'm divorced, I'm looking for happiness type of guy, there's a lot of people coming out basically calling him a creep and saying that he's not very nice so the online community is sort of turning on JT a little bit. He was such an instigator all season. I think without him, we wouldn't have had the season that we had. He was really that side player that we needed to activate everybody, and he did that. Yeah. But, I yeah. feel like he's had a good, like it was a good season with him in it. I don't want him not to be in it. Mm. Um, the fight with him and Austin when he was on the chair, it was giving a <laughs> From Shrek, you know, the little tiny Lord Fuck. It was, it it delivered. That was amazing. He has given, for me, I thought he was a bit creepy all season. 
But yeah. then I feel like Taylor encouraged him. She's just, she's so lost. She really is just lost. She doesn't know what she's looking for from who. She's lost the ability to behave appropriately, to be truthful, to be a good friend. Um, she's just lost. I just think this is the season of her life that she's in right now and she needs to get out of it. And... Yeah, and then she thinks she wants to get back together with Shep, but then she's complaining about his lovemaking style. <laughs> like, <laughs> what is going <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then he was like, please don't tell everyone how bad I am. And it's like, well, I... but then she wants to get back together with him. And then he reveals that if they weren't on the TV, they might be married. Yeah. I think that this is a perfect example of people who shouldn't be on reality TV because a lot of their actions are probably driven by this little bubble that they're in. And that if the yeah. cameras weren't around, because it seems very incestuous in um Charleston everyone's hooking up with everybody but if well, you the ratio cameras... of, the ratio of men to women in Charleston is yeah. like wild yeah so and I think Shep thrives on that attention from females so if he gets the attention he really struggles to sort of say no or to see what's out there or whatever so yeah. if he didn't have that attention from the show he probably he could be married yeah. But um, whereas Craig, he's like focused, laser focused on being married. And I like yeah. that too. Yeah. Um, Olivia hooking up with T-Rav. Yeah. That was a while. And again, yeah. that was um, Taylor throwing her under the bus, yeah. <laughs> being a great friend again there, mm. just exposing and it for everybody. That is creep behaviour to me because yeah. she was young. He was a friend of the family. It's not. I don't know. I, don't I got a DM earlier in the week because it's the People's Choice Awards and I was asked, you know, who would I nominate for best reality show? And I think it would be a tie. If we were talking best housewives, it would be Salt Lake. Yes. But outside of the um, the franchises, the, the housewives franchises, I think Southern Charm has had 100%. an exceptional season. Yeah. 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 Really good season. They give that it's more it's raw. Yeah. And even having they've been, what is it, nine years, I think now. It's mm. been around for a little while, but they're it still has. not, yeah, they still give a good season. And I think there's enough of them that you can stay interested. You can find someone that you're interested in. If there's drama happening, you find something and it's not all. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like they're reaching for storylines, whereas Southern yeah. Charm, I think, is more natural. And you know what? We so, can pick that pretty early and we stop watching when we can feel that happening. If it's not organic, yeah. it's not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, I am um, um, just on the like the the people's choice thing, Below Deck Down Under has been the biggest standout, I think, as a newcomer, being in yes. their second season and having such a strong season. I think that was probably the front runner out of all of the below decks this year. Well, last year now, given all of the things that happened. Yeah. Well, they had, yeah, it was a good season with the Captain James and Aisha stepping in yeah. and all that sort of stuff. The new season, I don't know. I'm not into it as much as I was. No, neither am I. I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit done. I think it's too fast. I think we jump from one and then we have a week off and then jump to the next and jump to the next. They need to space it out in between. Yeah. It's so saturated. You've got down under, you've got med, you've got 
What's the other adventure? one? Adventure. Oh, well, adventure's not happening again, though. No, true, because Captain Glenn's I think just a regular below deck. Yeah, oh, sailing yacht. So I think it's too much. I think maybe having two a year is enough yeah. and having a bigger gap to and make us. on top of that, they put half the cast over on Winter House, which now has been paused. There won't be a Winter House. No. No. So I think that experiment failed. I think so too. I think there's too many people in it. Yeah. Uh, Summer House is coming soon. We've seen the promo, highly edited promo shots where everyone looks like a Sims character and Carl is missing an arm. That'll be interesting. <laughs> I must admit, I am looking forward to seeing how that all plays out. It's going to be yeah. very dramatic. Mm. So, yeah, but um, I think we've covered everything off. Oh, we've got Miami, which ha- has been good. It's been good. It's solid. It's not amazing, but it's good. I'm enjoying the Gertie. I think that that was, has been very real. Yeah, she's been very open and honest, and I think that'll help a lot of people who might be going through similar things or have family members going through that. I think yeah. that's been good. Yeah, she's an amazing woman. I can't believe we've spoken for this long. We were literally just going to jump on and talk about Salt Lake. So this is what happens. This is what happens when you and I get talking. <laughs> we're like direct. <laughs> literally, no notes. We've just we've just gone for it. I've just written down the shows. That's it. So, yeah. Very good. Well, we will be back uh, in February for yes. the the um, the 2024 Reality Mom season. Lots to come, lots happening. Can't wait to get the kids at school. It's going to be good. Is Violet excited? <laughs> she is excited, yeah. So she's going, I think it's 12 days' time she starts prep. So, I think I'm a little bit Half more anxious days? than she is. No, it's full days, but the first week With is just Wednesday one day. Days. And then she has Wednesdays oh. off for the first term. Yes. So, but she's had four orientation days so far, which was just yep. for a couple of hours each time. So next week we will be ironing on labels and making sure dresses fit. And I'll be getting out the sewing machine and hemming the dress because the dress is like two sizes too big, but I refused to pay that much money and buy one that fits her I'll buy one that's way too big and I'll just alter it every time yeah and you know what Scarlett wore the dress for prep and has never worn the dress since oh right there we go you learn yeah. these little things so I a I never iron on a label anymore I just mm. sharpie on and when it starts to wash off I sharpie again I do not waste my money with iron on labels <laughs> I don't label shoes unless it's swimming mm-hmm like you quickly learned at the start, everything was labeled down yeah. to the, everything. I'm like, now I only label everything if it's swimming or something like an excursion or something. Yeah. But yeah, you learn. it's, it's funny. And then the dress, I had a heap of dresses for Scarlet at the start yeah. and she only wore them for prep and then realized the older girls wear like the skorts oh, and right. then now she wear the dress. Well, I'm happy about so, that because there's cheap skorts at Kmart. So that sounds yeah, like and big right up my alley. Yeah. <laughs> So it, it gives below deck the little scort. It does. A little bit of interior. It does. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, best of luck for her for her first day. I hope she goes really well. I can't wait to hear about it. And it's been nice chatting. It has. Enjoy the rest of your holidays. And thank you to everybody that has joined us today for our little emergency sesh. It has been fun. Can't wait to get started for the rest of 2024. Yep. All right. Talk to you okay. soon. Bye-bye. Bye.
Reality Mums acknowledges the traditional owners of lands and waters that this podcast is recorded on.